Welcome to episode 125 of the movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our 2021 best of concludes with our overall picks of the year. Welcome to the Movie Scene Maniacs. I'm Maddie. I'm Kyle. And I'm Adam. And and, and Kyle over there is frantically oh. still trying to work down his list. It's My like list is a mess. Uh, somebody on the t- uh, 15th of April do their taxes before they get like, uh, oh, yeah, I audited. Should, I should do those. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, this is, uh, I, again, usually when we do lists, I spend that day like overanalyzing watching clips, doing whatever I, whatever I can to refresh my memory and try to like put my movies in order. And I didn't have that time today. It was a beautiful sunny day. Took my son to the park. Um, at least I, I'm a better father for once. <laughs> for once, I put my kids over my movies on like Shocktober. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have like 15 movies I really like and they could be in any order. And it's like I'm going all over the place with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I guess Careful. I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it, and uh, this miss this list gonna be a mess, and people are gonna question. Oh, you're gonna get so much hate mail. This is this is gonna be a list where people are gonna like, why am I listening to this guy talking about movies? Because he obviously has no taste and doesn't be calling know you a pig or a movies. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Someone call the French Dispatch on this guy. I I, I like <laughs> five minutes ago. I had three movies in like my number two, three, four spot. That are now not even in my list. Like, that's where I'm at right now. So you're just wishy-washy. So, it has nothing to do with you. You're just wishy-washy. You just have a hard time making decisions. I get it. Yeah, I, I just, I don't fucking know. But uh, I'll just... So you want to go first or what? No, let it, yeah, if I could go last, last, that would be great. And by the time it gets to me, I might have it figured out. Well, I, I, I went last last time, so why don't I yeah, yeah, uh, start us off? So I'm, am I, the first pick... Before we get into this, do you guys want to talk about Batman or, like, No. Or is that like nothing? Now let's talk about. That? I think that that would almost be a whole other episode. Yeah, all right, let's do it, man. <laughs> um, but I just, uh, just want to spread my wings, guys. <laughs> we'll let you know. We've seen the Batman, yeah. and we will talk about the Batman in a on next, next the next episode. episode. Okay. Um, yeah. It, and by the way, if you're just jumping in, we covered last episode our top ten horror of the year. This is uh, we're continuing with our top ten overall picks. You can have horror in there, uh, but this can be any genre uh, of 2021. So. And uh, yeah, we talked about before. Oh, do we want to do our picks? Do you have our picks lined up? Like what we? Oh, what yeah. We so let's uh, let's talk about our most what our most anticipated were, and then at the end we'll see how they compare. I'll just quickly run through these. Uh, number ten, I had Nightmare Alley. Number nine, Suicide Squad. Number eight, Godzilla versus Kong. Number seven, The French Dispatch. Number six. Ghostbusters Afterlife, number five, Dune, number four, No Time to Die, number three, Zack Snyder's Justice League, number two, Top Gun Maverick, which didn't come out, uh, or 
it's yeah, it's gonna be a twenty two movie. It's still coming out, and then Mission Impossible Seven, which has actually been moved to twenty twenty three. So two of them can't be uh, making it, but yeah, there's some picks in there. Uh, Maddie had number. I'm just going in the order. I don't know what order these are. Maddie, number ten, Suicide Squad. Number nine, The Kingsman. Number eight, Mortal Kombat. Number seven, Nobody. Number six, Dune. Number five, Godzilla versus Kong. Number four, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Number three, Mission Impossible 7. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Number one, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And Adam, number 10, Rebel Ridge, which that didn't get released. Nope. Number nine, Blossoms. Didn't get released. Oh, that is. Uh, Number eight, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, Number seven, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Number six, Annette. Number five, Mission Impossible 7. Number four, The French Dispatch. Number three, Dune. Number three, or sorry, number two, Petite Maman. Did that get Maman. released? Yeah, Maman. No, yeah, it's released, but impossible, basically, in North America. Even though it counts as a wide release, it had such a small wide release, and now it's nowhere. Impossible. Uh, it's very, I, I've heard that even uh, professional critics have been trying, because they only gave out so many screeners, have been trying to borrow <laughs> from it's other... It's like a weird way to promote a movie. Uh, the, the, the distribution it, company seems it, like they it, fucked up big but, time. Petite Maman, like French for like small distribution? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> bravo, uh, Maddie, bravo. And number one, Soggy Bottom. I don't know what that is. It's a porn. <laughs> soggy Bottom. That's what you got as your number one. No clue what that is. No, I think it's Licorice Pizza. No. I got yeah, it's Licorice Pizza is on my... So, <laughs> I have it. I have it. No, no. This is from this is from the episode at least. So well, yeah, you changed it. it. Well, the soggy bottom isn't a thing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a uh... soggy bottom movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I would watch that. Oh, that was Licorice Pizza. I think the code. Oh, like the working name? Yeah, before it was named Licorice, Licorice Pizza, Pizza. I think it was known as Soggy uh. Bottom. So um, fuck you, man. Hey, <laughs> I know my notes are. I, my yeah, notes yeah. are. There, no need to get a soggy bottom. <laughs> over there, buddy. All, all I'm, like I, I have my like I usually make it on Letterbox, so I just pulled it up a second sure. ago, and I was like, oh yeah, those are all my picks, and they're 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 not like all, a bunch of those movies didn't get released, and then soggy bottom. I'm thinking what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I got licorice pizza right here. Um, anyways, uh, well we'll see what yeah. how that works out. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Adam, if you want to start off. Uh, my number uh, 10 is Quel uh, Vadis Ada. This is the... Um, uh, Sorry, the movie is called Ada, or is it called... Quo Vadis Ada. That's the title Where Are You film? Going, Ada, okay. I think is, is the translation. Um, I wasn't sure if that was the director's name the, and Ada was... <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Jasmina uh, Zabanik, I, I, think, I think actually I got that right, is, is the director's name. This is a movie about the Bosnian War. Uh, right. uh, this takes place in July of 1995. There is a town uh, where the Serbian army is coming in, and it, it's supposed to be protected by the UN. And the UN camp is just outside. They have their base and in the town, and it, uh, they're, they're just kind of living their normal lives, even though they've been bombed. But the UN is, opens the film... Uh, promising, you know, we're coming in, we're going to, if they attack once more, they have an ultimatum, we'll attack them, you have nothing to worry about. Uh, and, and there's a translator there, Ada, who is kind of our guide through everything that's happening. Uh, and it, it basically cuts to the Serbian army coming in and, and, and doing, doing horrible, horrible things. People run to the UN base for protection. 
only a certain amount of people get in. Everybody else is left outside. Many people say, hey, this is a joke. They don't know what they're doing. We're heading through the forest. We're getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they have good right to. Yeah. Uh, it, it is tense, even though uh, you know What's happening? where it's probably going to go. I'm not that familiar with the Bosnian War or, or, or was not. I, I felt actually embarrassed. It felt very... Um, eerily, which, uh, you know, what, what is kind of going on Modern. right now with, with the Ukraine and Russia, and, and, and I'm sure we will find out more of these kind of things. Uh, and it, 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 it builds to, to, you know, this is not uh, Werewolves Within, my fun movie pick of yeah. the last one. This, this was, um, made me angry watching this. The UN is inept. It's probably one of the most embarrassing things they've ever done. Um, and whenever people are like, Oh, how, you know, how the, the Holocaust, that couldn't happen now or, or these terrible things that couldn't happen now in our lifetime, all of these terrible things have happened. We just don't have to deal with it because we've lived, uh, a sheltered life, a sheltered life in Canada and, and we've been very well protected. But I, I think as we've seen during the pandemic, uh, Anything could happen. Anything could happen. And not that fun, like, hey, guys, anything can happen. This is like, anything can and, happen. And the choices that people have to make, are, are they're, they're grim. They're not necessarily... Basically, this movie follows this woman around as she's trying to first protect her town, then protect her family, then protect her family more, and then do a variety of, of, of things to get the best situation. And really, if you look at her decision-making... You follow I don't, it the I same don't, way you would. Yeah, like. I don't know what I would have done differently. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it was super impactful movie. Uh, it, it hit me like a ton of brick and, and didn't feel too didactic to, to me where it was trying to teach me something all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate fucking learning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you'll be okay here. You're not <laughs> l- learning that much. Uh, you might be able to learn. Like afterwards, I, I was like, how did I not know about a bunch of these mm-hmm. these things? And uh, I've spent the last couple of days reading about it, and you know, in relation to what's going on. So, would you recommend this movie, or is it like uh, I don't know? Man. No, I would like, recommend it. Be- yeah. I like. I, I think you you've got to steal yourself a little bit, but it's yeah. Um, it's not like a popcorn and beers kind of movie. It is not a popcorn and beers type of movie, right. but it is also like not. Um, you'll be engaged. It's not like mm-hmm. you're watching some like foreign film. Yeah, like a World War II documentary or uh, something like that. Um, you know. So yeah, yeah. Slighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my number ten to, to yeah. Start wow, that, that is like a heavy number ten, man. That's like, yeah. like a ten dollar. Uh, my number ten is a uh, pig. Oh yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was cool. The concept seems so silly for such a serious movie. Here we have this Rain Man, uh, John Wick character who is uh, trying to find his pig, but like he remembers everything he's ever cooked, cooked yeah. and like it's just, like it should be. Stupid, but you're actually like you follow this, like okay, I'm now engaged in this. Well, I think that pig is means a lot to me. No, I'm not even talking about this. I'm talking about him going to this restaurant scene and he talks that like Bobby Flay, like a motherfucker. And he's like, I love that. Hey, 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 man, like, why why aren't you cooking this? Then he can look around and say, All these people are buying this, like, I have money, that's why I'm not cooking. Do you know what doesn't sell? Me making hamburgers, like, no one's gonna make reservations of this hamburger. That's why he's doing it. Like, I don't know, it just seems like. 
Uh, to me, that, that was silly. That, I, I read that differently. I read yeah. that as him. He read and said, "Like you were passionate, you wanted to do this. Why yeah. the fuck are you doing this shit that you, you don't he breaks, care about?" He breaks him down. At yeah, the end. he, yeah. he kind of teaches him that. Like he knows why he's doing it is because he's making money. But, but it, <laughs> it's it, I, yeah. But what, what, the whole movie is about like uh, passion and yeah, yeah. cooking. I, I get it. And right? it, it, your it, life, it, you know? it's and yeah. it's also trying to make it, everything's heightened. Yeah, uh, I think in the movie, except for potentially. Uh, Nick Cage's performance, which is subtle and emotional. Was, I thought that performance was fucking uh, one for the ages. I, I love Nick incredible. Cage in this. That's why I'm giving it like such a high score. I love Nick Cage. As it is one for the ages. This, yeah. Nick Cage is so fucking weird. Like he did this Willy's Wonderland. And, yeah. Uh, that movie where Prisoners oh, Ghost of Ghostland. Yeah. yeah. And did he do anything else last year? Like he does fucking ten he's, movies. Well, he's got the new one where he yeah. plays himself, which everyone's uh, the oh, reviews the, uh, are, yeah, are coming amazing. back amazing. Like, he, he apparently he wants to be uh, Egghead in, in a I, the, the Batman price, sequel yeah, or something. I, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just won't be talking about this. Yeah, later. I, we might talk about that one later. Uh, number ten for me, Nightmare Alley. I was able to fit it in. Ooh, oh, you watched it today? I did watch it today. It's the only thing I was. He was bragging how he's outside yeah. in the sun all day. He doesn't have time to do his list. Well, I, I watched it right, yeah, till yeah. the end. It was like, do I finish the movie? Um, my list is a mess. Like I said, I had sixteen films. You can switch the order on any of them for all, the most part. Always, we were talking about this. I I believe we're, this was off off mic, but mm. uh, we were talking about those last few days when you're watching these movies are the hardest ones to rate yeah. and bring into your list. Like you don't have time to think about it. Like, yeah. are you overrating that? Like, this is a ballsy yeah. move watching this yeah. movie today. Like, I was I was, tr- I was yeah. gonna try to get off work early and watch Dune, and watch Dune or watch Nightmare Alley, yeah. and then I was like. What am I gonna do if I think this is great, or I think I think it's like I'm uh, yeah. almost great, or like- I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's great. Um, it's not Del Toro's strongest, but it looks great. I love the first half that takes place in the carnival. It almost feels like a freaks, mm-hmm. and they show you kind of like again some of the seediness of that. But also kind of the sweet family nature of, of the that um, aspect. But Seems then it right goes, up Del Toro. Then it goes alley. into yeah. more of like a noir thing where Bradley Cooper is maybe taking the show and, and, and kind of using this trickery on the wrong people, getting involved with the wrong people. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot to like. I understand, like, no one is really talking about this film. Like, this film is not in a lot of top tens or it's near the end. And I can understand why. Like, it's not, I don't know. There's nothing really special about it, but I enjoyed it. I just, like I said, I, I think that first half was a lot stronger than the second half. My number 10 and what would have been my 11, I'll talk about honorable mentions, you could switch them around like they're that close. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping Maddie will talk about what I had as my All right. Time. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, uh, it's one I want to revisit. I picked up the original. I'm actually more excited to see the original. It sounds like it will be more uh, to my liking, but it's still worth a watch for sure. Uh, my number nine is Shiva Baby, directed by oh, M.L. Yeah. Siegelman. Uh, this was one of the most like just... Tense, like, but it's funny, crazy, crazy rides. This shouldn't be as tense as it is. Like, it's just like a party going on for like well, an hour and a half. It's a uh, like a, a funeral. Funeral. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't feel like a funeral no, at all. No, right? it's, it's like, a shiva. So yeah. everyone's there, and all, they're all. It's like a yeah, a bunch of family get like together talking reunion. shit. Yeah, like that's what it feels like. <laughs> and and and, and the family the is so stuff. funny. Like, the parents were so much fun in this. Oh, I the parents are incredible. Parents. And I've met those parents before. Yeah. Uh, often working in music, you'll sometimes mm-hmm. have parents that. That are very hands on with their their children. children. 
like that father and, oh, the, uh, and the mother yeah. is I've, <laughs> I know Unre- that mother unrelenting <laughs> uh, and and man but man how yeah. like very funny very quick I thought the direction was excellent the dialogue was excellent mm. I, I really uh, I like there really really enjoyed some it scenes that like I I don't want to give anything away but there's like a they're trying to keep a secret yes and like they say something then the camera spins and there's a girl just standing there and she's like is there a bathroom around here like they're like, I'm sorry, what? You gotta have to speak louder, sweetheart. I can't hear. Like, oh, she's deaf. She couldn't hear what they just said. Oh, yeah. cool. Whoo, like kind of deal. Yeah, and I just love how the, every yeah. the camera moves in that house, mm-hmm. and yeah, I. I um, it feels like you're at like like a a party you don't want to be at. Yeah, like she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't yeah. know who they're they're sitting shiva for. She yeah. doesn't remember this person, mm-hmm. but her parents make her go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this is another one that could have been in my list. It, it, it's just mm-hmm. shy of making it, but I, I really enjoyed this one mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't find any of these cats charming. Like maybe uh, like the, uh, the her her her. I like all the old. Yeah, age. I like all the old people. I like, yeah. like old people. They just say what's on their mind, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I, I, the dad, the it's mom, insulting, but yeah. like you know, you maybe just, I just like, didn't ah, like her. You know, like the actual lead character. I'm like, I had a hard time. Yeah, like you see, or, like her. I, yeah. I think her, her just life is yeah. is falling to pieces, and this is like where it all kind with of with a bunch of judgmental, yeah. yeah, family members who you haven't seen in a while, and and she's she's trying to like pretend that her life is good, fine, but her life is not fine. No. It's yeah. it's fallen off the rails. You're number nine, Matt. My number nine, uh, the French Dispatch. Yeah. How gorgeous is this film? So it looks cool. great. Some of the stories were great, some not so, but I just liked seeing this movie. This is still being an honorable on, on yeah. mention yeah. for me. For, uh, for me as well. I, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, there, there's a, a bunch of these movies, and, and now that I've, I've been going back to the theater a little bit over the last few weeks, um, Man, do I wish I saw this one on the big screen. Yeah. Like, uh, it's one of the best-looking films this year, I would mm. say. Yeah. yeah uh, for- That's why it's so high up, because it looks gorgeous. But, like, but, but it does fall under what most anthologies fall under, and that some segments are better yeah. than others. You know, and it's not. They're not all strong, I wouldn't say. There are some ideas. It just seems so uh, silly, too. Like, the way it goes to a cartoon scene. Like, yes. And one of the best stories, it cuts to, like, a five-minute cartoon car chase. It's it almost like... No He's so in command of himself at this point. He can mm-hmm. do that, and he executes it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go that cartoon scene is bad. It's, yeah, just, it's just the like, wrong choice. Yeah, Because you're getting more and more invested in these people, mm-hmm. and I wish he, he, we could see that scene yeah. like and see and what he would do with exactly. that scene. So, yeah, again, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, like I, 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 I don't let him make these movies forever. forever. Like, even a bad Wes Anderson movie is still a good movie. Yeah, like a, a weaker version yeah. of, of of some of the stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, it's not going to get in the top echelon of of his movies, but his top echelon is Even some like, of, it's like lower echelon is still top echelon of movies. Like, I, the, there's never been a movie I've dis outright disliked. There's just sometimes never a waste slight of time disappointments. These movies, yeah. Uh, cool. My number nine is Boiling Point. Um, this is. I I don't know if they fake it, but it seems Mm -hmm. like it's all one take of uh, Mm -hmm. a day in the life of this uh, head chef. Um, He shows up to work right away. You know, there's shit going on with the and it's Stephen Graham, right? Stephen Graham, I love. Who's great? Mm -hmm. Uh, All the all the actors, I'd say, were pretty solid. 
Um, but yeah, you know something something's going on in his life because he's arguing with his wife. Something about his, you know, maybe he's not spending enough time with his kids. He gets there late, and they're doing the health and safety, and they get downgraded from a five to a three. So that, and it's just like one thing after another. And what it does, it's all one take, and it just follows the different people in the, in this restaurant. Whether it's the, you know the other cooks, whether it's the dishwasher, whether it's Waiter. the hostess, the waitress, the 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 woman that's running it, and they all kind of have their ratatouille own. is like they have a whole <laughs> animated <laughs> section too. Um, they all have their own shit going on. Some of them maybe less so. I mean, it's not like one of those movies where everyone's got terrible shit going right. on. It's not even really like one guy just fucking shows up at work late, goes, smokes dope, doesn't give a fuck about his job. One is this like waiting <laughs> three? <laughs> no, it, it's done in a like again. There, there's there's some good like there's some fucking incredible acting in this, and you see just that tension. Like this movie, I didn't mention it. It's very tense. Like talking about Shiva Baby, I would say this is on that same level. Like this makes it seem like hell to work in a in a restaurant. You're getting all these orders. The the the, the people taking them don't know what the fuck they're doing. The woman running it only got the job because her her dad or something owns a restaurant. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You have people coming in that have allergies and they have to be delivered to them a certain way so shit doesn't happen. You and then on top of it, you have the 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 guy that um, trained him. Uh, is coming in to review and he brings like this fucking reviewer, this top reviewer, but he didn't, you know, usually he would have days planned and he's all, he has all this shit going on in his, his, uh, in his life. So we didn't make these orders of the meat in time and they have to adjust the schedule. And then these bros come in and they want steak and chips, but they're Instagrammers, so we got to please uh, them. It's like, it's just want, one thing after sloppy uh, steaks, one thing after the other. And it's just, I don't know. I, I really dug this movie and I, I thought the acting from everyone was fantastic. There's, there's just some great, Acting on on display. Yeah, this here. this is one of those movies that I, I definitely and this will be I a think, theme yeah. had on my list, and I really really wanted to see, and I just I think, uh, yeah, ran out of time. I don't. Yeah, I, th- I think you would both like it, but yeah, it depends. I guess I know you don't always love the one take. You feel if it's not necessary, the oneers sometimes bother yeah. me. Yeah, I think this one though, like it just flows. It never feels like it feels like it's it's naturally doing it. It's not just doing it as a gimmick. It feels like it. I guess it would work from, really well in a restaurant as like that one. Check, yeah, because you're constantly just like, I, like a bee's nest. It's always it buzzing. Could, it could be. It's just like yeah. usually I find it's at a certain point the camera. I've never seen a, a full movie, whether it's 1917 or Rope or whatever, where, where I go, yeah, this they like a cut would have been made yeah. it better. Like, I, I, yeah, th- yeah, this might be it. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't think of any reason why you would it would work better by having cuts it just it just flows so naturally and it just it's always working and it never feels out of place again i'm sure they did do cuts because there's no way they could have did this hour and a half movie and i have no problem with that it's just usually like you know that a lot of cinema to me is the montage and if you take that out then uh you've got to be really creative and most people uh, like great people have uh even when they like rope in 1917 are really good movies I think both of them would be better if you just didn't. A few cuts here and there. Yeah. I don't know who the, what's the, what do you call the, like, the, the chef that you work with your coat? It's not like if you're the head chef. Sous have, chef? Maybe. The, the, the actress, I don't know who she is. I assume a British actress, but she was fucking fantastic in this as well. So yeah, I'm curious uh, what else she's done. I didn't get a chance to look. But yeah, I, I think you guys would like it. Cool. Awesome. Um, my number eight is Red Rocket, the new Sean Baker oh. uh, film. Uh, he also did the Florida Project, which was f- I love that movie. Yeah, fairly high on my list. In, in, what's that? Twenty eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is, or 2017 even, uh, this is another one of his mostly unprof- uh, non-professional actors that are from the town he's shooting in. In this case, he's in like Texas City, Texas, like this no place Texas thing. And it follows this... Uh, porn star, male porn star, who's had to leave L.A. kind of in shambles, no money, everything down on his luck. Addicted to drugs? He's not addicted to drugs. He's just like, everything kind of fell apart. He's been there for 20 years, and he has to crawl back to his wife, even though they haven't been together for like 15 years, but they're technically still married. She hates him. The mom hates him. He shows up at their door, and it stars Simon Rex. Do you guys remember him? No. no, he was a huge MTV VJ guy in the '90s. I guess we didn't um, have MTV in Canada unless you're rich, man. Uh, yeah, we're, we're I didn't have MTV. Generation. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember him yeah. either. Uh, but uh, my wife Tammy was like, "How do you not remember Simon Rex? He was a huge." I think to deal. get MTV in Canada, you had to have like some special HBO package. They didn't or even have MTV. I think it was just like he was a such like a, Kurt Loder. A, you knew of? Yeah, like a celebrity. Hmm. And and Polly Shore of uh, MTV. <laughs> so, and anyway, so it, it it has all these people. He has a way of instantly finding these non professional actors and making them great. That's the di- that's that's a skill, right? Like, yeah, that and is- he talked about it. He he says you go up to some of these people. They seem really interesting. You've talked to them, but you can tell they don't want to be actors. And he just off the list because they have to still be actors. They still have to be part of this process. Yeah. Um, so basically he comes to this town and he instantly is trying to figure out how to make money. He tries to get a job. There's a great montage scene talking about cuts that is incredibly well done where he's going from place to place and it tells his story and how he just can't get hired because he hasn't had a job other than he's like, search me on the internet. My name is Mickey Saber. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, I don't think we Your can have you Your skills are useful here. <laughs> we're, we're not going to get you in a restaurant. Or we're gonna... yeah. So you, at first you're kind of like. Mattress salesman. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's, he's Mickey Saber says these mattresses hold up. <laughs> Maybe you would have saved a lot Five, of Five, ten ladies doesn't matter. They uh, still hold up. A lot of guff if yeah. if if not. So he then uh everything like at first you're kinda like, he's kinda charming, he's sleazy, but he's kinda charming, and you can see why people like him. And then he's not he's he's not a good guy at whatsoever. And 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 the the steps he did he starts kind of grooming this young girl and he sees this young girl who's oh. about to turn eighteen. She's my ticket back. I can take her back, and, and become, then, and then she can, uh, you know, uh, he can be her manager. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and 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 uh, star in the films with her, and he's working on doing that, and she's falling into under his spell, and and he's he's but she's seventeen at this time, and he's like, yeah. hey, hey, sweetheart. Uh, oh yeah, he she's yeah. at this donut shop that yeah. they keep he keeps just like hanging out, which is kind of funny because the the owner that's there, he's always just like at the donut shop, but he's not. Working. Won't eat donuts because it isn't probably good for his physique or whatever. Um, uh, it, like, there's a lot of ch- like charming charm, like Texas charm and 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 great bits. Also, despair and fucking like, oh my god, this is what these forgotten people of the United States have to live. And there's n- there actually is no way out. Basically, mm. um, I, I won't get into it. Too, too much more, but I think this is another like huge accomplishment from Sean Baker. Yeah, it's unsavory. That was the the word that uh, my wife used about it, and and it can make you feel uncomfortable. 
Um, and I, I can see so that being a problem. Uh, Kind of growing trend on your list there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two that are pretty. Uh, uh, well, unsavory. I wouldn't call the other two movies uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Maybe uncomfortable. Um, but uh, a type, eh? Yeah, this is this is different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I assume that's okay. And also, like this one's much more like. Yeah, I thought this was more like a fun comedy, in. like a Zach and Wiki make a porno. Type no, movie. not at all like that. Oh. Um, Zach and Wiki? I don't know what's it called. Zach and Miri. <laughs> Sorry, Zach and Wiki is a fucking video game. <laughs> Zach and Wiki make a porno. Anyways, that's my number eight. Maddie, uh, yours? number eight. Uh, last night in Soho. This movie is so glamorous for the first like act. You get nostalgic for like a time you've never lived in. Like, what a cool looking movie. It's so gorgeous. Like, even it starts off with this great dance number. This young lady's dancing in her house. Is it uh, 2000s? Is it present days in the 1960s? You don't know. Then you follow her into like London, which is like modern day London. You're like, oh, oh yeah. Yay. And as she like kind of uh, starts having these uh, nightmare aspects, it goes to this glamorous Soho in the 60s. There's one scene where she sings downtown and it is so fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 She's an actual singer too, right? On your tail. Like, doesn't she have CDs out or something? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Maybe. I think she's one of those people that ha- like does like. She does it all. Yeah. She's a triple threat and yeah. she's got the old soft shoe going on too. Yeah. And then it kind of turns into this like dark of second half where shit goes down and like a murderous third act. Like, yeah. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed this movie. So we had this on our horror yeah, list. Yeah, um, I probably should have, but like my uh, this list is kind of getting a bit thin. So I'm like, uh, what can I take out of the horror and put into here? Oh, wow. Mm. So you had uh, more horror. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I had lo- a lot of okay. horror that I was probably going to talk about. That would have not been my case this, this year. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, my number eight uh, from Soder- Sodenberg, mm. No Sudden Move. Okay. This would have been an honorable mention for I'm me. A, mm. I'm a huge sucker. for. If there's a heist movie, it's probably going to be on my list, and this mm-hmm. is really bad. Um, th- this is a, a decent uh, heist movie with lots of twists and turns, great cast. You got Don Cheeto in there, Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro. Brendan Fraser. John Hamm, <laughs> David Harbour. And yeah, Brendan Fraser making a bit of a return. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the plot is, is kind of these guys are hired to do a job, pretty much watch this woman while um, uh, the other guy takes takes the husband to get some plans or something, mm. some blueprints, and that it just goes bad, and it yeah, just keeps on shapes. going and going and going. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, just everyone's trying to backstab everyone and lots of, yeah, twists and turns. I don't, I don't want to really say too much else. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie as well. Did you guys find the soundtrack really uh, off for this movie? Like, it felt like it should no. be a lot more like a slick, but it just felt like, like as they're doing like cool things. Like, oh, this seems so cool. No, the, the only no. thing I did hate, yeah. and it's I think fish we talked the fisheye, yeah. yeah. For some reason, he uses the fisheye lens a lot of the time, and it makes no fucking Which sense. Which supposedly like this. in his new movie, the Kimmy is that, the, that just came out, he's finally mm-hmm. given up these oh, fucking the, weird the, the fisheye gang. Fisheye no, I don't, things. Like, it doesn't make sense in the time or what he's trying to like it would just be like they're outside in a car and let's do and it like it that's i don't the, understand I, what his reasoning that's the one it. when they go to the car and you're just like everyone's like why yeah. why does this is my tv broken like what have <laughs> yeah. you done to me there's a couple of those shots i'm just like i don't know what you why you chose that because it doesn't make sense in that mm. shot but whatever um outside of that yeah just a great uh yeah if you if you like heist you know, maybe not quite Ocean's Eleven, but it kind of has that where it's constantly evolving, surprising you, I guess. Um, yeah. 
My number seven uh, is A Hero. This is the Asghar Fahardi um, movie, uh, Iranian director who um, I think most notably directed A Separation, which probably would have been my top 20 of the last decade. Um, uh, Just a a, a fantastic um, dramatist, like a guy that knows how to tell a story and weave these complex narratives that are never flashy, but like Mm. there's a lot of steps to get to one (laughs) place to another. And this one is about uh, this character, Rahim, who's in prison because he hasn't been able to pay his debts. I guess in Iran, if you can't pay your debts, you actually go to prison. Uh, And he's on two-day leave. While he's there, his new girlfriend has found these coins uh, these gold coins, and he can. He's thinking about selling these coins, and he can pay off a portion of his debt. And he's trying to negotiate to do that. And in the last second, he has this kind of the price goes down for gold, and he goes, "I don't know if I should do this." And then he has some, a moral thing. He's thinking like, "What about the person?" So he goes, "No, what? I'm going to give these back." And he tells. Um, uh, he puts flyers up everywhere, and he has the prison number. So they end up calling the prison, and then the prison uh, warden and and the head of cultural activities go, "What you you did this? Like this is an amazing thing. We should get the well. Uh, like it wasn't exactly. That's not exactly how it happened." He says, "Well, just tell this story. Tell the story like this, because that then we can put you on TV, and it'll be good for the prison. It'll be, be good, good for, for you, and maybe we can get your credit off your back." And of course, at first, it's glorious, it's amazing, it looks like everything's going to work out, mm-hmm. and then step by step, it falls apart. It falls apart, and 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 uh, it's it's uh, how it falls apart is pretty spectacular. Again, just uh, he's a great director. He he has a great formal style and w- knows where to put the camera. But it's really the stories that he excels in. Mm. He tells these uh, incredible this dramas. Crazy interesting, actually. Uh, it's it's really it's really really good. Uh, a hero is my number seven. Oh, awesome! Uh, my number seven is um, Sparks Brothers. It's a documentary. I don't like doing this, but I fell in love with these guys. Like, it is about three hours, but it doesn't feel three hours. It takes you on such a sprawling journey, and like, yeah, it's about two and a half hours. It is yeah. so inspiring to see these guys who just want to make cool shit. For I the still sake haven't. Cool I, I didn't watch this uh, one, but it definitely like was on my list. I've I've liked the Sparks Brothers you, music you here and there over check the years. It out, and, man, it is inspiring. It's interesting as hell. Like, I was thinking about this, like. Uh, the first uh, half hour is nothing like the last like half hour. They don't even try to. Well, like, I, I think they talk also about directed yeah. by Edgar Wright. So this yeah, is two yeah. Edgar Wrights in a row. Yeah, I was thinking that actually. I, I think that's why like these guys never hit big because mm. like they would do this album, they would gain this fan base, but then mm. the next album they're like, we don't want to do the same album again, so they Let's would just mix reinvent it up. themselves. And like every album they reinvented themselves, which meant they lost. They had to like gain a yeah. new, uh, you know, create a new fan base with with each album. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy. This I've, it's a band I had never heard of. Yeah, and it's and, uh, so engaging, Totally right? liked them after this, yeah. So engaging. I do think and, it's, you know, a little it, long. I, it, but. but could you say what you, what you cut out? It's never boring. Well, I think they go through each album. Yeah, I don't know. I think that is so cool that they went through each yeah. album because they're so different, all the albums. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number seven... Um, is Pig. Uh, ah, oh, yeah. You guys already talked about it, or Maddie already did. talked about it. Uh, yeah, just uh, really interesting. Again, I, at first when I found out about this, I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be John Wick. But then I found yeah. out from people, no, it's not that. Don't expect action. So I wasn't as interested. 
And it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just I thought it was this cool, quirky little emotional journey that the relationship between Nicolas Cage and how important this pig to him was. Mm. Like it touched me. I don't know. I'm a heartless, you know, Grinch bastard. <laughs> a and, man and, and this, pig. this movie, uh, and and I, I kind of like it. I mean, maybe it's stupid. Like just fucking take a shower. But I kind of like also that the whole oh, movie. Yeah, he, he just walks keeps around getting worse and worse looking, just like and doesn't yeah. fucking care. And he goes in this fancy restaurant and he's wearing his clothes. It's Smell like piss and, and shit. He's, and he's got, and he's got blood, blood oozing down his... And eventually it cakes yeah. on his face. Yeah, and he never, like, cool. throughout the whole movie, he never, mm-hmm. like, does anything about that. And it's, like, this interesting take. But, and again, we, we talk about, I think this is, like, you know, one of the best performances of the year. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's, it's awesome. perfect for him, too, because it's never trying to be a reality. And mm-hmm. I think that works great for Nick Cage is while he's grounded in this movie and he's Mm. subtle and he's dealing with these deep-seated feelings, he's also Nick Cage, who's this larger-than-life alien, basically. Um, And... And they put it in a world like that world of restaurants doesn't exist. Yeah. It's the, almost, the weird fight club that's happening yes. under this restaurant. Like, what is up with that? And everyone, when they Amazing. hear about his yeah. name, because he's just, yeah, he's this famous chef that disappeared. Yeah. It's like the shit gets done when they hear this guy's name, and it's yeah. but yeah, and then the relationship between him and uh, Alex Wolf from uh, Hereditary, Hereditary, yeah, um, and old, uh, yeah, I, I liked. I thought yeah. that was great too. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It surprised me. It's it's a film that I didn't think I would enjoy, and it's one I'm I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. to revisit again. It's, I also it's just think, sweet. It, yeah. It's just like this again. It never goes too dark or gross either. Like even when there's a Fight Club and he's getting his face pummeled in, yeah. it never feels too like gross and grimy and like why am I? I don't know. The mm-hmm. whole film just kind of has a sweet nature. I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. My number six is Riders of Justice. This is oh, the yeah. Anders Thomas Jensen movie. Uh, this is basically uh, a military man has to come back home after his wife is in this horrible train accident with his daughter. There is a lot of coincidence in how this happened and these... Uh, Logistic statistician kids yeah. who just are nerds who like to pull things And apart. the one gets obsessed because he was on the train yeah, and he's the trying algorithms. To, f- to figure it out and figure out what happened and and who might have done something and it becomes this like great kind of like dark comedy with all these yeah. guys that are, are are very broken but four broken men like but hilarious I was thinking about the same thing there's this one great scene where it's like all right, fuck you. I mean, he pulls over the car. He's going to beat the, beat the shit out of that one guy. And oh, he yeah. chased him in his cornfield. And like, oh, it's funny. He's going to punch the nerd. And then the nerd pulls down his pants. Like, uh, it's funny. The nerd's pulling down his pants. Like, no, fuck me. No, I deserve it. Like, oh, wait. What, what, what is happening? Like, yeah. Because you're laughing. You're like, oh, you're having fun. They're like, oh, 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 no. Like, you get that, like, dark you feel. It, it has several, like, yeah. dark, like, make you feel You get sick that in blood laugh because yeah. you're laughing at these people. Then you're like, oh, oh, no. I shouldn't be laughing at this. this is like that blood laugh that you're doing. It, it, yeah, it, so many moments like so that. Many moments like that that hit and you, you feel how like broken these fellas are all, all of them ha- are incredible because they're having to give these multi-layered performances where they're almost like characters and then they also have all this depth mads yeah. of course i think is phenomenal yeah, uh, is. A, a completely different character than his another round mm-hmm. which ended up being on my list last year mm-hmm. uh it does kind of become yeah. this kind of relationship too between the father and daughter daughter and, and, and working it out, out. And, and, yeah. and then and yeah and, and uh, did you mention that, that these four is it four guys they're gonna go get revenge on all who this they think, biker gang like this like who they think is responsible so it's it's kind of again kind of like a john wick but john wick yeah. with four guys that other than mads are kind of completely out of their league yeah and the, even though they want to some of them are yeah. really game to do it yeah. and you you see how, how problematic that can be mm. um there's some great 
line like you know the the daughter is is just going through like lost her mom and her dad has been this absentee father he's like raising her and like he has no idea how to he has no idea how what's going on and he has no idea to be open and emotional Mm. and uh people come to the house and 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 oh we're doing therapy sessions and everyone's like what is this therapy like Like, so good because these guys are so you've got all of these people now here doing therapy I, I, i love all that uh um, kind of a secret surprise. I, I you know, I, I, I thought I would hate this movie because like it's so quick and it's subtitled and like they it's are very, going very, a mile yeah, a minute. You've got to read like a speed reader to get through. But like after you get the first, like I want to say like five ten minutes, you're like okay, it settles you're into in a flow. nice pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't make my list, but an honorable mention, I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy. It. But yeah, for me though, I don't know some of those dark stuff. I, yeah, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if you maybe you needed it. Um, yeah, but. Uh, I think you uh, yeah. like. I think that is the whole reason this this yeah. works, and it is. You, you feel sympathy, and you feel like you, you like these guys too, but you kind of don't like them either. Like that one fellow who's always crying. The other guy's like having to rub his back, to, yeah. like calm him down. Like, the hacker, the hacker guy yeah, too. Is like, you, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, you, you kind of so hate him, but bad like for this him. guy. <laughs> but then uh, you don't. Yeah. Uh, because beca- uh, yeah, uh, great characters characterization. Mm. My number six, uh, uh, writers of justice. Number six, uh, the card counter. Oh yeah, this movie should be uh, so boring. It's about this um, guy who counts cards for a living, and he f- finds this young fella, and he takes him on this dark cross country. Yeah, and tour. he and he plays poker in 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 the. And I know still poker players have an yeah. issue with it, but the. the Actual basis. He's playing poker how you actually win at poker, which is boring, methodical, and he and, and he's cards. counting cards. He's very smart at it. He only makes a little bit of money and then goes off to the next yeah. town. But it didn't make my list. But so uh, reveal like it's such a slow burn of a movie, but you get to breathe. Great Oscar characters. Isaac performance as they grow and you kind of learn more and more about the backstory, how they get there. You're like. Oh, fucking A, man. And one of the most gorious scenes, I think, of this year takes place off screen. You yeah. don't even see it. It's just but kind you of feel a, it. Yeah. It, I think I my only issue with this is, is, is basically, other than Oscar Isaac, everybody is so underdeveloped. Yeah, even like Haddish, I thought kind of. Haddish is miscast. Yeah. Uh, and it's Will Poulter, right? Yeah, as the uh, young fella. And he's okay. K yeah. is it Will Poulter or uh, I don't know it's it's thought. one of those kind of guys <laughs> kids that I always mix up <laughs> but uh, I I feel like he's a little bit underdeveloped as well mm. um, it, like it it it's the thrust of the story mm-hmm. where Oscar Isaac like he is is amazing there's that scene in the the diner where he's explaining how everything oh, would go so good ooh that's that, that that's that scene may be one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. of the year. If we were, it, we don't, we've never done that before, have Best we? scenes. Best scenes of all mm-hmm. time. It's not Will. Sorry, I was trying Who to is it. it? It's the guy from, isn't it the guy from Ready? Is it not from Ready? Is it the guy from Ready Player One? Uh, Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan, yeah. No, Will he's pa- the guy from, uh, what's Ty Sheridan from? He did um, he, Matthew McConaughey with Mud and stuff, right? Is that uh, yeah, yeah. Him, Will Poulter, Ty Sheridan, and Barry Keyhole. I'll say I'll turn into the same person. See, I, I was gonna say I disagree. I, the the card counter doesn't sound like a boring movie to me because I think all card movies are super <laughs> you, fun, you, and I, and that's my yeah. problem with this. I think all the card stuff I loved, but this is it's that's like half the movie. The other half is that Oscar Isaac was part of this. 
torture group. Like, yeah, 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 and yeah. I don't know if I liked all that stuff. Again, I, I, I felt thought, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the the melding of the two just fell off. It's like, are you doing a card movie? Or are you doing this? They felt like it was two different movies that he had and was like, let's just combine them together. And well, make he it, learned like, how to uh, uh, pretty much uh, take. Yeah, it makes sense of growing as a person, like having to shut down himself to become a card counter. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't have that issue. I, I I think for me it was the auxiliary stories outside of Oscar Isaac just didn't quite going into Vegas. The USA guy, the USA guy. Yeah, like that's a little bit on the nose. Mm. But and 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 then they give up. Like at first they're playing cards, like how exactly you play cards, and then he wins everything, which is also impossible. Not, yeah, not right. Um, and if you're watching it for the card playing, I mean, they kind of. You don't watch movies for card playing, right? Like uh, movies that, about cards are boring. Like, I disagree. It's always about like the heist at the end or the uh, yeah, the shit that goes down. Because uh, like all side. most most card movies, you know, that's it's yeah. them got in trouble yeah. and got in debt and they got to win it out. Yeah. Anyway, when we do our episode on Maverick, Kyle will have lots yeah. to say, <laughs> say about like this. rounders, <laughs> and we do like the other one. The uh, yeah, I like rounders too. Yeah, there, there's a couple that are yeah. pretty good. Um. So my first what the fuck choice, <laughs> where people are like, "What this guy? Like we're gonna we care about this guy's opinions." Eight bit Christmas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is a straight to is it HBO movie? Yeah. Um, I heard it. It, it kind of saw the heard about it. That it's gonna be Christmas story, but for kids that grew up in the eighties, instead of wanting the Red Rider BB gun, the kid wants a Nintendo. I love Christmas story, but I was like, meh. Every yeah. time they try to do this, it's never good. They've done sequels to that thing. This and this movie I put on like in like zero expectations. Well, you put this on in like April, didn't you? Well, I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched it in February because I didn't have uh, Crave at the time or whatever the fuck it is in Canada. Um, yeah, throwing it on just whatever because it's something I could watch with my son that is a 2021 movie. And yeah, I was just like fucking smiling the whole movie. This movie is like so charming. If you grew up in the 80s, you're gonna get a kick of this. It's all about Nintendo and him seeing all the games in the store and the Nintendo's like talking to him and because all he wants Nintendo and all the kids want it and they don't get everything is going wrong and no one can get it. They have like stuff like the baseball card with the, the swear word that every kid knew about that yeah. was worth tons of money. Uh, cabbage patch dolls and having to go to like some uh, shady dealer to get cabbage patch dolls. I don't know if you guys had sisters or maybe Dan was into them. <laughs> uh, but those were like impossible to get. So you had to go to like black market to get them. David Cross is actually the, the black market dealer so they, in this. they did Cabbage Patch dolls at the same time as Nintendo? I think so. Oh, that's not right. But anyways, go, go on. Well, Cabbage Patch dolls were what, late Early 80s? 80s. Oh, okay. Whatever, Listen, it doesn't matter. That's what we call 8-bit Christmas. This, like, is, this is like Goldbergs. It's like Goldbergs. Yeah. They, they're not trying to be uh, accurate to time. It's kind of like these are '80s things. <laughs> the Nintendo know, thing is right. Know anything about well, Bosnia? But like cabbage patch dolls, like the Dan <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, wait a second. Uh, cabbage patch were the first half. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo was the second half. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden he's like a historian over here. <laughs> so did did the but did it feel like it was like actually that era? Um. I, I like I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like again, I, th I think it's if you think Goldberg's feels like that era. Like mm -hmm. they all kind of had the fashions. They did a lot of stuff that you rem I remember. Like on there, there's in school they got the big snow hail and there's the fucking big 
bully kid that's like three grades throwing, uh, throwing everyone everyone's trying to rate like there's a lot of things like that the kid yeah. that's got the girly boots because back then yeah that been, if you went to you, yeah if you went to school with purple boots you were gonna get ripped on right um there's just so many uh fun moments like that neil patrick harris is the one telling the story uh steve zahn who i haven't fucking seen in anything long time white is lotus the, this year he was he, okay it's a zonaissance so he was the dad in this. And it was just a sweet kind of emotional journey. And again, like I went into this thinking like how I watched the newest Home Alone. This is going to probably be absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. but I'll watch it because it's something I can watch with my son that's actually 2021 in a movie, yeah. which is, you know, few and far between because I don't care about Disney and Pixar. And yeah, I don't know, man. Like I may, this is going to be a movie I'm going to watch, you know, every maybe second Christmas or something. I, I thought it worked. That good, uh, eh? I, again, I, I'm an 80s kid, and I'm, I'm big on nostalgia, so maybe it won't work uh, for you guys. But there's just so many moments that like I recognized. And I, and I thought like it, it had this nice flow and the humor and everything. Like It didn't have those cringe moments, at least for me, that you usually see, especially in these family films. Mm-hmm. Like This is a family movie. This is a movie you can right. watch with your, your family, which, again, um, you know, I like to throw th- these on once in a blue moon. So anyway... All right, we're on the we're in the oh, home top stretch. Five. Number five, top five. Uh, my number five, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, this I wanted to see this, but wasn't like I need to see. I this. need to see The Last Duel. It was it was it, it was just like I like Ridley Scott movies and Matt Damon and Adam Driver and jo- Jody Comer, who I I think mm. is you know one of the most talented actresses. Um, uh, going right now, and and then you get Ben Affleck looking at sleazy <laughs> Ben Affleck about David. Slap me up, baby. And they're writing this. It's it's like intriguing, uh, and uh, I loved it. Like I watched this on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and more it more than you thought you could. It just flew by for me. Mm. Like I just, it was one of the the first movies I I was having. Uh, I was struggling mm-hmm. for the most part uh, through, throughout this year's uh, movies and uh, exceeded expectations. Um, I loved it. I love the three stories. I love how subtle the changes are. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch this again mm-hmm. because I, I can't wait to see I, I, I all of the, the other things. I think the first half hour is wasted because you're like, oh, what is going on? It is so quick and so booming. You're like, I, I, I'm having a hard time Who, keeping Okay, he's pace. part of this thing and that thing. Uh, and... Uh, you could watch this again with the sound off, and it looks so good. You yeah, like, it's, it's am- good amazingly well shot. The story is such an interesting story. And it ends on a just the heart last, thumping. The last act is so intense and so good. Yeah. And like, you don't know who you want to win. You know who you want to win, but you're like, yeah. I, it could go either way. It could like, go either way. Like, yeah. I know who I want to win, yeah. but I also don't necessarily think that person is going to yeah. win. Um, well, they're both kind of despicable people, but yeah. you, you want the one guy to win well, for you, the woman, you, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but you want her to be okay. Yeah, the story is basically, yeah. um, you know, Matt Damon marries Jodie Comer, and then Adam Driver has a thing for her, and 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 rapes her. She says he raped her. He he doesn't believe it's rape, and and that's the thing. Like he he never thinks he's he's done Raping, anything wrong yeah. because of the the social norms of the time. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're, yeah, he's got to put. Did you guys mention it? It's told from three, yeah, yeah three different right. perspectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 for me, I, like that's where I want to watch again because you'd you'd see some like, and I've read about it a little bit, and there's mm. like 
there's so many of these like, oh, this guy said this thing that way, and that means this, and 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 there's uh, the, the turn the in, of phrase. The intrigue go, goes in so mm. many different ways, uh, and then once you get to the uh, Jodie Comer's section, the wife section, mm. and and the dialogue starts being really, really great because the 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 female characters are written like nothings for the first yeah. two acts and then oh, because all because I guess that's how like these fellas see this see girl them. yeah and, and and they're they're just objects and then all of a sudden she comes to life and mm. it's kind of it's just magnetic and mm. I guess that's the the section that uh uh, uh Phoebe uh Waller Bridges, Bridges wrote wrote yeah and uh or no no not Phoebe Waller Bridges Nicole uh whole uh what's her name she directed uh enough said with gandolfini nicole holof sinner or whatever okay. she wrote this one it was phoebe waller bridges writes the dialogue for anadarmus in no T- time to, to uh, okay yes, yeah, um, yes that makes got sense. those two confused for yeah. a second there also the two like uh, feminine voices in, uh, that Hollywood. really really uh freaking work mm-hmm. uh yeah i i, I love that movie Number oh, five. Yeah, yeah, awesome. The last yeah. tool. Uh, my number five before, is. A- before you jump in. Yeah. So, Cabbage Patch Kids were at their peak from 83 to 86. Nintendo was released in North America in 85, so it is actually not. <laughs> but yet. really, like, later in the 80s is when it, it, it peaks, right? Like, Nintendo? The Nintendo? Yeah, because. Uh, I think it was like 80, well, probably like 86, maybe. I don't know. Um, it, would, it only lasted till 95. So, yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. Probably the first couple of years it would have been hot, but either way, because I remember it, it was pretty like much works. So, right? Eighty nine, ninety, ninety one was like where everybody was talking yeah. about it at school. I guess everyone had one, at and that I point. guess like, too uh, you'd have to look at because uh, one thing I did forget to mention is the power glove. There's a great scene in this where like he's showing up and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah the fucking sucks. everyone thought the power glove was awesome. I remember my friend had it and he brought it over and it, it was like it was the worst. It was actually another reason why I love this movie. It was the exact scene from this movie where like you realize it's shit and the kid thinks it's so great and then the 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 young girl is like kicking his ass and he's getting all mad and smashes the TV or whatever. Anyways, so that's eighty nine. Yeah. So like and I uh, and and ninety is is it is discontinued. <laughs> that's how quickly it goes out. The power glove. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just remember like. The Nintendo just like bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Well, that, more I, when it first came stuff. out, it was probably a thousand dollars or something like that, and it goes down. And there's not many mass. games, yeah. and then you start building, and then mm-hmm. then you even get the 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 wizard where Mar- Super Mario Three yeah, is like yeah. un- it's propaganda for us yeah. as a movie. Anyway, yeah, they, they 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 touch on all that. Like, where video games that was a big thing. Like, video games are like ruining children's minds. And again, there's this incident with a TV and a dog. I'll just say and. And yeah, anyways, and a fun moment too, where the kid has to like raise all this money to win a Nintendo, and it doesn't work, work. out. Anyway, watch anyways, it. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number five is a Judas and the Black Messiah. Which did you not like this? I did not like this. Oh, I thought it was so cool, man! It was such an interesting story how this fella infiltrates the uh, the Black Panther movement, or like this one fella, one he's forced chapter. forced in infiltrate. Yeah, because yeah, he's this like a little bit hustler or what have you, and the FBI comes in and like. Puts his feet to the uh, fire as like either you do this or you're going away for uh, ages. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, this fell definitely into the biopic. Uh, I was gonna say I, thing I feel, for me. I didn't feel that. I felt it felt like a, a refreshing biopic. Like it just kind of like the story the, uh, is interesting. The, the fear, the uh, scariness, the uh, the betrayal, the loyalty, like um, the tension and uh, like. The leads are good. They're both miscast. 
They're, no, no, no. Wait, the, the, the Keith uh, Stanfield was as, as the. Uh, he's good, but they're they're too old. These guys are supposed to be like tw- early twenties. Oh, yeah, oh. and like Daniel. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's like he's captivating, but he's nothing like. Fred Hampton. Again, I, I don't know anything yeah. about this story. To be uh, like, quite honest th- with you. This yeah. for me is like, I would rather just read an article about this than watch the actual the movie. Because I, I didn't find it popped. I I, I, I really like... Oh, that's crazy. Because I was like so invested all, in this. All like, the uh, scenes with extras, all the extras seem really corny to me. Are you... Yeah, I didn't get this at all. Like, um, I thought it was so dope. Like, even when they go to that bar and like he has to like pull a gun on the fella to make sure no shit goes down. Well, uh, Adam usually struggles with biopics. Well, no, I'm the same yeah. way. I hate biopics, but I felt like this had none of the tropes behind it. Like, I actually felt like uh, it was felt like a a real biopic to me. Yeah, but, like I. Uh... I I just felt like it was it was just uh, Oscar bait. By I, it was one oh. of my biggest letdowns of the year because I really oh, wanted to yeah, see this, sucks. and and uh, I like those actors. Lakeith Stanfield, I, I he might be one of my I, top I, like I love fellas. he he just like he that story and the other story feel like different things for me most of the time, and they're trying to shoehorn it together. Like, do we want to like? Follow the story about the uh, narc, or the, the narc, uh, or do we want to follow the story about this guy, this that's, charming guy trying to bring the city together, yeah, and, and uh, change and 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 mm-hmm. part of the Black Panther movement? I never felt like they went in, in together. I never, never felt like. Uh, eventually, I feel like Keith Stanfield is just like a prop to move the story along. They're all good in this. But I never ever bought that they were all part of the same world. Same with, like I like Jesse Plemons in this as well. Yeah, Jesse Plemons was in every fucking movie this he year. He definitely was, right? Uh, also, the scene with uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is terrible in this movie. Yeah, I, I will give you that. Like he tries to do the Departed, but like eh, not really. With a like, giant right, yeah. fucking prosthetic note, like yeah. it, it, the prosthetic should have got the acting credit, <laughs> yeah. not Martin Sheen in this movie. Like Matt Damon Why are you talking about what? a big nose and looking at me, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, I have a big nose, listeners. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyways, yeah, like. Not terrible, but a big letdown for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys no. were both like really excited for this film because I, I didn't I even actually, know about it. I actually enjoyed it. I, I added it to yeah. my list, and then Adam tore it apart. And not that we ever see eye to eye, but I had to make cuts. So I was like, I'm yeah, actually excited about watching this one again. Like, I think yeah. if, if you just want to know, so you'd want to watch it again, eh? Yeah, like I think I need to check it out again. I haven't gone like read about this. I'm like, hey, it's a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I think it's like they're telling a lot of the same story, but I I felt it was scattered and trying to do, do too many things. There's some scenes that like hit. There like, mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene what the hot wire in the car scene. Right. That's f- tense as fuck. Yeah. The end is is tense, but it, it for me it didn't accumulate to add up uh, add up to anything that I couldn't read on. Uh, oh, Wikipedia yeah. entrance? Like, it, it's more than a Wikipedia. This isn't fucking Bohemian Rhapsody or something where it's just like yeah, like fictionalized version in, in, yeah, in terrible I, I, direction. I felt like uh, it felt real. Like uh, things go bad constantly. He goes to jail for a couple of years. Yeah, like, like uh, all of those things are terrible. Yeah. This felt very um, similar to how I felt about the the Chicago one that the Sorkin oh, the, one, which I loved, uh, so maybe I should. Yeah, I didn't like this. that one either. I thought that <laughs> was very be, different movie. I thought so. that was a bit too like. Uh, this is on the other hammy, side for yeah. me. Like this isn't hammy at all. This is it's not making shit up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like 
a little dry, doesn't know what it wants to be. The and the FBI stuff is ridiculous. Like just the, the like having we're, him in. Uh, we're so dumb that we can't understand that the FBI is racist, so they have to like spend a five minute <laughs> scene letting us know how racist they are. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was kind of like the nice little yeah humorous bit but um it's not supposed to be humorous <laughs> <laughs> but it, it definitely they're trying they're trying to they put a joke in there that was definitely like there a, was a joke uh, like he's uncomfortable for yeah. a reason anyways dude yeah. yeah i i i i'm i'm surprised but mm. I, I know there's other people that have this on the list mm. it is uh uh fred hampton is uh an amazing kind of uh, figure and character and an mm-hmm. interesting story. None of that I Is have any problem with. But nominated for any Oscars or not? Really? It, last year it was. Oh, okay. So it was a 2020. This was a rare 2021 movie that was released in that weird in, Time. in period where it could still count for the Oscars. Didn't I? Don't think it won anything though. Yeah. Kyle. Um. Number five. <laughs> Sorry, I'm falling. Getting drunk here. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, this is a movie that I had at like number two. Then it wasn't making my list at all. I don't know where to fucking put this. I don't know how I feel about this film. I need to watch it again. Spider-Man: No Way From Home. Um, haven't I was pretty hard on everything. Mar- most Marvel things this year, especially mm. the films. Uh, some of the TV shows I didn't mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, ready to just give them up. And then this film came along, and I don't know. Like again, it's probably Rock nostalgia. Jet. I'm not a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And then, well, why don't we bring in fucking Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all the villains from that? And it's like, okay, yeah, because those were better than everything we've got in the Marvel world. So it's kind of... But then they're Marvelizing it, so they're not doing them as well as they were in the previous Mm -hmm. versions. So I don't know. I had a problem with some of that. Even, like, the Spider-Mans, how they talked. I don't know. It didn't all gel for me. But then at the same time, like, there were some really emotional moments. Did you say Spider-Mans or Spider-Men? What's it? What's it? What's it? Spider Man. It should be Spider Man. I would assume. I, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Again, I just told you I'm drunk. I've had <laughs> sorry, like sorry, one sorry. beer. Uh, but uh, no, like I, I don't know. Some of the emotional beats, I was surprised they kind of hit me on on some moments. And then the way the movie ends too, I thought was a perfect way to end the film, and it sets up for maybe we're going to get that perfect Spider Man. I've been trying to see this for ages. I have yet to check it out. So I, I think it's overrated bad. in the yeah. fact that like I mean, this is now I think is it the third biggest film of all time. <laughs> And yeah. it's like one of the highest rated movies on Letterboxd of 2021, I think. Uh, maybe the highest. I don't know if it's the highest, but it, it's, it's up there. But yeah, I, I don't think it's that good. Again, maybe I just watched a lot of fucking shitty Marvel films. And I went and saw this with my son and like, oh, there's Dr. Octopus. I loved Alfred Molina's yeah. fucking take on that. And I, I don't know. So, it's so the- is that really like the basis? Like if you. No, that's a, I, again, that stuff was nice to see, but I actually don't know if all that stuff worked. I think what worked for right. me is there's a couple emotional beats I don't want to spoil. There's some moments that really hit you hard, and I thought they really worked. And I was like, "Wow, I did not. Ex- I thought this was just going to be a fun, silly movie, but it's him dealing a lot with like where his life is now." And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want. I can't talk about it without spoiling too much. I was surprised. I'll just say I have not watched any of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies because I didn't like I, him I in them. them yeah. In the, the when, when he was in the other or... Marvel movies, I was always like, "Ah, oh, fuck this." Guy. I think the way it's they Andrew said Andrew Garfield or nothing for you. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> I liked in aspects of Andrew Garfield, but yeah, I, think I thought he, he was well cast as Spider Man. I don't think I liked the movies. But. He's probably yeah the best actor. Well, Tommy McGuire is a good actor too. Mm-hmm. But uh, where the movie ends, we might get the perfect Spider Man film. I'll just say without spoiling too much. Okay. Um, but yeah, I who knows? Again, this was not in my list a second ago. 
It, it, I don't. I don't know where to put this Could movie. I, like it's like I enjoyed a lot of it, and uh, yeah, not too many movies hit me emotionally like this one did, which was surprising for a stupid Marvel film. Uh, Adam, number five. Uh, number four. 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 Uh, okay. My number four is Pig, which oh. we talked about uh, with uh, that has the first time director. This is the first one all three of us have done a movie. This yeah. is the first one we've all, but I don't think we could call it a maniac. No, I didn't no, give it no, a name. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, w- I would have. Uh, yeah. uh, this would have been uh, maybe an 8.5 like for me. It's a 7.5 for me. It's right. It's close. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I love this movie. I love Nick Cage's performance. I love the story. I love uh, all, all the things it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe v- visually it's a, not as uh like it's a little drab for me and that's probably the only thing that holds it back from being like absolutely a monster uh, movie f- first directed mo- uh, like movie an all-timer uh it's still like unbelievable to me so that's my number awesome four. Uh, my number four we talked about uh last duel yeah yeah cool shit man uh shit me again already uh so my number four another movie where I was, that may be like a what the fuck choice I think this is a straight-to-video or streaming movie. Boss level. Um, this was a huge fucking surprise for me. I went in with zero expectations. The Mel Gibson and uh, Frank uh, yeah. Grillo movie. Grillo. Like, I threw it on like this might be fun, and it's it's kind of like an edge of tomorrow. It opens up. Yeah. He wakes up. He's getting attacked by all these different assassins, and they all kind of have personalities. You got the one with the swords and the, all the different weapons. Like Each assassin's got a personality. And he's reliving the same day over and over again. And he keeps on, he's got down to a pact how to kill these people, but he keeps on reliving and doesn't know how to stop this loop. Um, you, you discover that his wife was murdered, and so he's using this to try to find out who murdered his wife. And at the same time, also, he has a son that he has doesn't know. He never, and Naomi Watts' wife uh, has a son, and he uses this time after a while like fuck let's just use i don't care anymore they use this time to get to know my son and like they build it i don't know, it touched me as a father this relationship yeah. but then knowing that like i don't think i'm spoiling but every day too if you make it to the end of the day the day ends like there's like it's a Groundhog's day well it's kind of it's more like the the time device i guess the time machine fucks with time that it pretty much blows up destroys the world so no matter what he know, his son's gonna die either way, or his son's gonna get killed in the in the the crowd. I don't know. It just it fucking touched me. Yeah. That that stuff too. And then there's more to it that I don't I can't get into without spoiling. But it's just super fun. It's Frank Grillo killing, ton like this is totally R rated. Tons of violent, gory deaths, and all all these different ways, and taking out all these cool assassins. And yeah, I was just like that stuff is fun. It's directed by yeah J- Joe Kernahan, who did a bunch of he did all the the go- cop shop. Oh, okay. did he? oh, yeah, yeah, he did that, which was kind of fun, too. He did, like, 18, but he also did The Grey. Like, he's a weird director um, when you look at his filmography. But, yeah, I don't know. I just went in for a silly R-rated Edge of Tomorrow, and that's what you get. But then, like, halfway through, it switches to this emotional story, and maybe that's going to be cheesy to a lot of people. But I don't know. For me, like, this is probably the film. Like, Spider-Man hit me hard, too. I guess I'm becoming a fucking sap with certain movies. But this movie, like, totally worked for me on the emotional level, and you... Again, I can't really talk about it without spoiling, but it's like you want to see it work out in the end. Um, that sounds yeah. pretty awesome. I like the idea of like a different like uh, characters as assassins. Apparently, I'm looking at like it seemed kind of cheap, but it had a 45 million dollar oh, budget. Shit. Made two million at the box office. I, I don't even think it got a box office release. Ooh. I think it was like one of those films that probably had like yeah, stream it. 
a couple festivals and stuff. So maybe it made the yeah, probably money through streaming. I don't mm-hmm. think it had a full theatrical. Yeah, Hulu, I guess um, it was released on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Biggest surprise of the year right. for me. Um. So my number three. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One last thing. <laughs> Uh, another thing about eight big Christmas <laughs> is because uh, I always think of these things. I didn't do again. I, some of these movies I watched fucking six months ago. I just want to mention Mel Gibson is the the business evil business tycoon guy, and he's fucking incredible in this. And he does this like great speech that's oh, like, yeah. f- and it's like this is this guy is a fucking Frank Mel Gibson back. This no, but this like this five minute speech. It's like this is better than any other actor this year. Like he's mm-hmm. he's incredible. And uh, yeah, it's too bad he fucked up his career. But uh, you know, every once in a while he does something that's like, wow, you you kind of remember how good he is, whether it's directing or acting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, my number three, which I feel like won't be on either of your lists, because uh, we I, won't be able to pronounce. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Uh, you'll be able to pronounce okay. this one. Uh, this is the power of the dog. This was oh, Jane Campion's yeah. movie, which. Uh, I absolutely adored and loved. I, I loved this. This the you know uh, slow, slowed, out. yeah, revisionist kind of western, but also eventually kind of turns almost like um, like subtly Hitchcockian uh, thriller in in terms of this, the the pieces. Uh, I, I don't think I think we need to go into this one too much yeah. as, as we talked about on the other story, but it's basically this rancher who. All of the ranch hands think is the greatest guy in the world, but his any family or anybody close to him absolutely. I thought everyone loves him, but he's a dick to his brother and his wife. His like, brother and his wife. He's like the genius and the, of the and family. And the kids. So anybody that lives under that roof. Yeah. But I don't think they love him. I think like he's their boss. Like you see, no, you see them splashing even, in the water even, shirtless, yeah. and he's not invited on the, the reindeer the games. Parents like even like he hold him up. As yeah, like the parents the, uh, love him, and I think he's they, a golden child. He's invited to that. He doesn't go to that mm-hmm. because of his his secret feelings that mm-hmm. he doesn't want to come out and, and let these people know who, what he's actually like. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who I'm, I normally am not uh, a huge fan of. I thought he was phenomenal in this. I thought the direction uh, by Jane uh, Campion was, was, was gorgeous and like had me thinking throughout uh, you know, all, all th- it was a beautiful film, but I felt it needed more grit. Like if any film needed shot on film, it just seemed too, Polished. Polished for me. Like, it's mm. like there's some beautiful serenity, but it just felt too clean. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I watched, mm. I watched like, whatever, the 4K transfer of it. It was yeah. just, like, too, like, it needed grain or grit or something mm. for me. I don't know. I, I didn't... I thought it, it looked weird. Look, uh, looked quite good. Like, I thought it, uh, especially watching it on... On Netflix, which usually things do not look yeah, good, they but look like a- you got actually depth of color and like the, you know, the, um, yeah, I, th- I thought the cinematography is great. All the all the stuff about utilizing New Zealand and how that can't be Montana is bullshit since most of like the greatest West, some of the greatest Westerns have been yeah, filmed yeah, in we Spain. Ha- we we yeah, got to bring exactly. up the Sam Elliott controversy. <laughs> Sam Elliott is an old well, fucking I guess man. She, yeah. uh, she kind of well, told him well, off. What was anyway. he saying? Like, oh, it can't be filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, I, don't he, a- I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Like I, I think he's very like opinionated when it comes to westerns because he said the same thing about a couple other ones. But I don't think it was because everyone thinks he's like homophobic. But I guess he talked about um, what's the one that with Heath Ledger and yeah, broke back. And he said like he liked that movie. He, I think he just doesn't think that cowboys can be gay. And this movie yeah. has a, Wait, a look. why not? Yeah, like, so it's pretty homophobic. Yeah, yeah like it, 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 it was just like, ah, oh, fuck, it Sam makes, Elliott. It makes a perfect sense for cowboys to be gay, right? Yes. Like, like they're all hanging out with each other. Like, 
Well, in this movie, I think they all are, right? Like, they're. This movie, they're all splashing. Yeah, right. But yeah, like you, you can see some. You know, there's there's lots of things. I I I again, I love this movie. Um, it was it was it the f- probably will unfortunately for me unfortunately win the uh, the Oscar but I mean I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. Oscar like uh, yeah and I normally I don't re- like it's rare it's it's usually like Green Book or or something that wins the Oscars yeah. that well I, I think I, like I every year don't. they pick one right and then they pick every so like Parasite when I think Parasite was, one is great but I I yeah. like La or like <laughs> I remember watching the La La Land debacle one and 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 for me that actually worked out really well being like. Ah, La La Land. Okay, whatever. And then Moonlight won, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like they they totally they like embarrass these other people, but they actually picked the movie that I would have, uh, you know, totally chose. Chose. Uh, it, but that's rare on the Oscars. It's usually mm. like a bad performance. It's super hammy. It's usually a biopic performance yeah. that is over the top and not not any good. Uh, so yeah, I don't put much weight in the Oscars. But it it seems like this does have some buzz. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maddie. Uh, number three, Rise of Justice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I like the uh, ragtag group of guys that kind of find family in each other. Yeah. Yeah, I dug it, man. Uh, my number three, Guy Ritchie's Wrath, Wrath of Man. Of man. Oh, yeah. Uh, for another probably biggest surprise. I threw this. Mm, like, I like I the gentleman. Yeah. Um, this one, the trailer didn't look like a Guy Ritchie movie, and it doesn't feel like a no, Guy Ritchie movie. No, it does not. This is like a straight heist movie that doesn't have witty weird characters and witty weird dialogue and it has none of that it's pretty much a straight heist movie with jason statham almost more of a jason statham action heist movie mm-hmm. uh yeah it, it, it's pretty much it opens up and uh heist goes wrong and his during this heist his son is murdered and he's gonna go kind of undercover looking for the people behind it At he's a truck badass uh, guy and it's just uh yeah a lot of twists mm-hmm. and turns like can't get into too much of it. Yeah, b- big surprise for me. And, and um, yeah, it seems like one that kind of people are taking notice of. Yeah, I find like all the twists and turns that you find a clock. Like, yeah, I know where this is going from the get-go, but hmm. that was just me. And uh, yeah, it does have a couple kind of dark moments. Like there's mm-hmm. that one where they go into the kind of... I kind of like them uh, when he's uh, finding out who did it with his buddies, like the badass buddies. He goes in and kind of takes on all the other... Fellas, and yeah, but there's moments like he, he mm-hmm. he's interviewing people, and you think it's going to go a certain way, and it's like, oh, you find out those people weren't involved or whatever. And it, it's Jason Statham yeah. still kicking a lot of, yeah, ass. he kicks so much ass. And do you feel there's a lot of people who are like underutilized? Like Josh Hartnett's character did nothing in this, and you're like, oh, I've like not that. seen this cool. one yet. Oh yeah. I like Josh Hartnett. No, I get it, but like, what what did he do? Well, like, he's supposed to be just that arrogant fucking yeah. guy that is the the cool tough guy, and then you mm-hmm. find out he's fucking a nothing. Yeah. Fair enough. I just thought, like, oh, Josh Hart is back. Cool. Let's see what he does. Like, oh, nothing. I, th- I know. I thought his character was kind of funny. Anyways, I yeah. want Bill Tench. I forget the fellow's name who played Bill Tench, but I want him to be in every movie. You know that guy from uh, Mindhunter? Oh, Hunter? yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's want him so, to be in is everything. He's that, he's that yeah. movie? Yeah, I love him. Um, My number two. This is when I think things really ramped up uh, for me this year. Uh, licorice pizza. This is Paul Thomas Anderson. Soggy Bottom is how I know it. Soggy Bottom <laughs> is is how the world knows this movie. Really, so it's licorice pizza for me. Uh, it's not like Soggy Bottom is a stranger name than licorice pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think lic- licorice pizza just seems, I guess, more fitting. But it's still why don't we just call name. it Soggy Pizza and get away like oh, go for it? <laughs> um, so this was. Um, 
I, I got to see this in theaters. It, it was a, a great theater experience. I felt alive in the cinema like you're again. Like you feel like you're partying with these fellas. I, these I felt people? so. It for me, this is like a, a, a quintessential hangout movie. But instead of like, because this is a coming in age mm-hmm. uh, story, you're you know. At first, I thought, "Oh, we're gonna get Paul Thomas Anderson's dazed or his everybody wants him." But it's yeah, it's clo- definitely not that. It's closer to like Lebowski or Altman's "The Long Goodbye," mm. with just like uh, you know, very LA, um, very sprawling. All these great characters. Uh, I I know Kyle didn't like the dialogue, but the dialogue is amazing. Um, uh, you know, and, and the characters for me. Are, yeah, I don't like the characters are, are either. so good, and, and I think the leads who are both the nothing. One is Elena uh, uh, Haim uh, uh, or Haim from from the band Haim. Oh, awesome! And her sisters are her sisters, and her parents are her parents. <laughs> awesome. And they're all hilarious. And and then it's got Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. This is his first movie. For me, he's got like a lot of the facial expressions of his father, which, of course, Mm -hmm. but he reminded me of, like, SCTV-era John John Candy. Candy? Awesome. um, Which I fucking love that era of John Candy when he was, you know, part of the Cucumber Club as well and all that kind of stuff. Like... Uh, he was char- charismatic for me, uh, me, and I, I just love, like, uh, I can get us all martinis. I can get us four martinis right now. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're underage. He's 15. He's having this relationship with this older uh, woman, uh, and, and, and they just kind of go on this sprawling thing. They like, find each other with each uh, other, but they also have this, like, witty back and forth, uh, you know, kind of tearing each other down mm-hmm. all the time. Um, As you do when you're, like, teenagers, right? Like, uh, and, and yeah, I, I like this movie. I know, and this isn't always the most important thing for me in, in t- determining how much I like a movie. I will watch this movie a bajillion times in my life. It is that good instantly. Like, there's sections where so uh, some of the people are playing like real life characters. Bradley Cooper is playing Barbara Streisand's uh, husband from the early 70s who was an abusive fucking asshole. Did Bradley Cooper just play him in like a, an Oscar award winning movie with the Lady Gaga? Am I wrong in this? <laughs> uh, did did Wasn't he, like A Star is Born? Is, wasn't that like a guess, Barbara Streisand's husband? Oh, that's uh, Chris Christopherson. He, I guess he's that character. This is a different guy. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a remake of a uh, movie they made. But anyways, like, he is just this fucking slimy fucking asshole. He's chewing up the scenery. He's playing a real guy. Then you've got Jack Holden, who Sean Penn is playing basically William Holden. They've changed yeah. the name of his movies. I'm not sure exactly why. And, 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 they're con- and he is just like this narcissistic, g- giant, drunken asshole, just like William Holden was supposed to be. And then Tom Waits comes in, and he's this director guy, and he's like just chewing fucking scenery. That sounds and awesome. Then they go outside, and they recreate a scene from the bridge of something or other, which is supposed to be the bridge of Toko Re, which starred Grace Kelly as well. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're recreating this, and Tom Waits is in front of this fire just spouting all these fucking awesome, Tom awesome lines. Tom uh, He's awesome in it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I, I'm, I, I was elated when I came out. This is light. Like, Paul Thomas Anderson has never made a movie this light of air, this free, this romantic. Mm-hmm. There's there's a scene uh, with a car going downhill that is fucking tense as fuck. Uh, but it's not 
the Paul Thomas Anderson we've seen with Phantom Thread, which I, I, I like, that was probably my favorite movie of that film, mm-hmm. or The Master, or There Will Be Blood. Like, there's like joy in this this movie. Awesome! That sounds amazing. Like, I, I'm game to see this. You got to see it. Yeah, I think that's my biggest disappointment, maybe other than Army of the Dead. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you, yeah, if you're going to expecting days, I think this movie really relies on how much you like the leads and that you care about their romance. I was, I thought like the pacing, like it, it was repetitive and off. Like it would be like, okay, they get together. Are they going to, Oh no, he's going to go end up with this girl. And then it cuts to like, I don't even know three months later or a year later. I don't know. Yeah. It's now probably like over three years. And then like, and I, then I figured, and then it would be okay. Then they meet again. Oh wait, now she's going to meet this guy and go off. And then we cut to three years. Like, it just kept them doing the same thing over and over again. And but yeah, it's all like, the scenes. Like, all the scenes are amazing. Yeah, all see, I didn't find it. Yeah, I didn't really like any of the characters that died. Like. But yeah, I think it will depend on that. It, it, again, it seems like... An- like, I, I, like, I don't know. I could... I'm not going to do it, but like <laughs> I, I, I could spout off line after line. I think it's going to be co- the, the most quotable, quotable movie. The of, most quotable yeah. movie for sure of the year. It's the mm-hmm. it's the most quotable Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, uh, you know, one time that uh, high- you gotta say, "I suck your milkshake, I suck your oil." <laughs> uh, like he's he's got great movies, but uh, of of dialogue. But this is just t- tons of them, and they're all like downplayed lines a lot of the time and then you get these like moments like the one the sisters to the Heim sisters are sitting there and, and she's complaining like what's going on and what do you think is wrong well you just need to stop fighting with people all the time oh fuck off Danielle <laughs> <laughs> and there's a millions hey every video they're so charming every interview they're so charming like does a charm come across in this yeah like, like that's why Paul Thomas Anderson has been making mm. videos since he first saw them perform like mm. six years ago um, they're they're a phenomenal band, but this has nothing to do with that. This is just like finding a person that's like perfect for a role, similar to Red Rocket. It's not like oh, I'm not going to use a star because this person find... is the star of this. She's going to mm-hmm. be the person that's going to be able to make this happen. Oh, that's awesome. And Johnny Greenwood, who also does the Power of the Dog, he does a lot of score in this, and the music is great in this. Um, the music in Power of the Dog is is even better, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I loved it. I, I, like I I am talking about this. I'm so jazzed for I, when it I gets released. I feel so bad talking about my two movies. I'm not nearly as excited about these as this you all are came about in the this. like the yeah. last two weeks. Like this isn't my number one. I thought when I saw this number one, I finally got it with a bullet. Like yeah. there's no question for me, mm-hmm. but it's my number two. I feel kind of bad because I'm, I'm here about to talk about Suicide Squad. But as my number two, I'm like, yeah, I like this movie. It was a fun popcorn movie. It was some funny jokes. They had a Starro monster. It's got Fucking Idris Elba. Yeah. You know, looking what more hot. do I want? Like, I don't know. Uh, they had, uh, Fula Borg was in it, who actually kind of killed it in this. I'm like, oh, it was a funny movie. I had some fun with some cool, like, jokes that worked out really well. Like, now I'm like, I feel like a, a dud talking about this after seeing how excited. <laughs> I'm you glad were. you included because that was the one that I switched. Yeah, it should. That was between my number ten. I I, I think it works because right. it's like it's so fun and like everyone is expendable. Yeah, like, because it, you're using B and C you and D. Don't and, know who's going to die, and I find all the characters in this charming and like in their own fun way. Like, I've actually been like sort. Uh, you know, as as much as I've been not caring about. Marvel or movies? DC movies recently. I, 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 it did seem like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch Suicide Squad? Like, no, I haven't you, seen uh, it yet. I just was yeah. like, I, I, I on purposely skipped 
which I'm, I'm, uh, you know, there might be another one of these movies. I, yeah. I, I purposely skipped it just so I just, you know, we could have joy yeah. on this <laughs> Instead podcast. of you, like, just, like, ripping it apart. Like, just so just. Dis- but they took, like, so, like, B characters, like, uh, polka dot man, like, really? But you're like, wow, I actually like this character. He's kind of fun and charming. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So that's my number two. Uh, my number two, uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Yeah, Ooh. probably my most uh, like the mo- the movie I wanted to see the most when that it was playing the summer. I I, I I couldn't do it. You know, mm. things things going it's on. It's kind this of past a movie year. you do need to see. Yeah, I think it's the first movie I saw uh, post COVID because uh, it's totally a visually and audio experience. Uh, yeah, I I don't have too much to say about it. I think. My number one has more issues than this film has, but my the reason I put this one at number two is because it's half of a fucking film. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. a film. It's not a full film. It literally ends as it's in the middle up. of a story, right? Which is so, kind of crazy considering they didn't, they didn't greenlight yeah. the other film until yeah. it was it was oh, out. Yeah. Well, and I think they probably didn't even do like huge numbers. Like, it did pretty good. But, like, I think they probably did that because people are like, well, I don't fucking want to show up to a movie that I might not get. The, the rest of the story, for, mm-hmm. which has happened to like, yeah, you know, a lot of. Movies, I think also so. like this was still in like the theaters weren't really rolling at the same capacity yeah. that yeah. they were. I think they were like fifty percent or even twenty five percent. Yeah, like it was that. And, and, and no chips, no snacks. Well, no, the, and in the I states the they biggest, were dropping yeah. it onto streaming right. Yeah, away. well, even in Canada, but I think you had to pay to rent it. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you could still pay twenty five dollars and invite the whole neighborhood over, right? Yeah. So. It, it it comes on uh, on streaming tomorrow, uh, and I will be probably, will probably watching it tomorrow. I will say it's nice to have these like adult blockbusters. You know, mm. what I mean, like kids are not going to be. This is not. I think it might even be rated R. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's nice to have movies like this. Just uh, yeah. And that guy's great. Yeah. Uh. So my number one. My well, number. What, what could like uh, elate you more than the? Uh... This was uh, my number one. Is. Drive My Car by oh. Raizuki Hamaguchi. Uh, I didn't get a chance to check this out. Uh, I, I was kind of intimidated by this because it's three, three hours. hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, three hours. I didn't really, as as both of you know, I often read very little about things in advance. I may check out people that I trust, like... Opinions, like... Scores, a- or, or uh, but I rarely read until I get to actually see the mm-hmm. the film. I don't watch trailers if I can, because uh, the trailers just show the fucking movies yeah. now. Um, uh, so I, I I came in fairly cold, but so many of the people that I I follow and I read, they were flipping out about this, and then I had friends that had just started watching because it was in 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 the theater at the playhouse, and they started talking about how good it was. It was like, okay, I've, I got to watch this. Um, so I I hunkered down and it flew by for me. It's basically the story, and and even though it takes forty minutes before the title cards come up, because oh, there's a really? story before the story, and that story is gripping and mysterious and uh, captivating and 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 different from anything I've seen. There's all this am- amazing kind of stories, but it's it's basically this this man who's lost his wife. He's a theater director, and now he's trying to put on this, this checkoff play that he feels very personal in his way, and he's got this cast, and there's things about his wife that he's trying to find out, and through the play, he's finding out more and more about it, and he also... 
is fine is 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 having to be driven around by a driver for whatever reasons. He's got this car that he feels oh, very it's a green firmly interest. It's definitely it's driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> but in, in Japan, not at all. Um, and and she's got very interesting things. I, I, I it's hard to explain. It's very lyrical and mm-hmm. poetic. Um, it, it deals with grief on a, a level that I felt. Um, really impacted me on a, uh, a way I, you know Kyle was talking about a movie hitting him emotionally this hit me emotionally uh, you know as as basically anything has mm-hmm. uh it it it, it 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 tore me up but also there was like joy joy and and funny and 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 maybe ways forward in life uh I love this. I really, I had not seen any of his other movies. He had had another movie, basically because of COVID, they got released at the same same time, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, which is a, an anthology. Bob Sajak biopic? Yeah, Pat Sajak <laughs> uh, biopic that's an anthology um, in Japan uh, that's supposed to be great. But anyways, he's got a, a bunch of movies now that I can't wait to go back. Like, Check he, it out. Like, he'd been a director I, I'd heard about a bunch over the years, um, Happy Hours, I think, was the first time, which is like a, it's like double the length of this almost. It's like, <laughs> Six hours. It's like five hours long, and uh, but it's supposed to be brilliant. Uh, so yeah, that's my number one. Oh, awesome! Again, I feel bad because my number one is Nobody. <laughs> like, what a fun movie! <laughs> which man. was uh, like, wait, yeah. wait, which was probably like my one of my last cuts mm-hmm. was Nobody. Pretty much, Bob Odenkirk plays this like schlub who's living the suburban life. He might have a secret when someone breaks into his house and steals his uh, daughter's, uh, uh, I guess, bracelet, and he goes uh, to hunt it down, and you find out he has a secret life as this John Wick character, and he just follows pretty much the uh, story of how he gets in over his head, and he has yeah. to... Uh, Punch himself out of this problem. With, it's awesome. And, and maybe, again, if we were doing scenes, the scene on the bus... Is so good. ...would be, like, if I was doing top 10 scenes of the year, that's mm-hmm. that's in my top 10 scenes for sure. I, I, I love that. And Such uh, a fun movie, man. Yeah, great, great movie. And I, I think we know Kyle's number one. What yeah, could it be? My number one, to no one's surprise... Is Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, right, really? Right, right, right. right. No, yeah. Well, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, uh, you've done that. This is al- yeah. that was almost as good as when the you Phoenix? did the Phoenix, Dark yeah, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. When you uh, Ghostbusters was high on my list, and I ended up mixing it. I uh, know uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This, this, I mean, it's still lesser Zack Snyder to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Army of the Dead. That fucking was the worst. Such a letdown. Um, yeah, th- this was a film. I mean, just the whole story behind it is fucking int- more is interesting in itself. I hope they do a documentary about it uh, that it finally got out there after everyone claiming it didn't mm. exist and after the fucking shitty the fir- the original Ju- Justice League is like a two star film for me. I hated that. Um, and this film, like the way that film opens up, it feels like a ten dollar fucking shitty. I don't even know what this film like. That first hour of this film is the best first hour of any movie. Sorry, not any movie. Any movie, <laughs> yeah, any movie like, wow. this year probably. Um, I do think it loses a little bit when you add like the Flash. I don't think Zack mm-hmm. Snyder handles humor because his movies don't really fit that. But again, he had to do that. And yeah. again, this is a four hour Zack Snyder do whatever the fuck you want. But at the same time, people have to remember after Batman versus Superman, there was a reaction from the studio. Uh, fans didn't love it or whatever. So even before they filmed this movie, yeah. he had to do a lot of, 
you know, probably things that wouldn't be in this film. So you, you got to accept those. But uh, yeah, I think, again, I'm not a huge CGI guy and this film is filled with CGI, but I think Zack Snyder does it different than anyone else. I think he uses CGI and it's fucking beautiful. I think this film has so many, again, scenes that you could freeze and put as your screensaver or whatever. I think also the way he melds visuals with the score and the soundtrack is it's probably one of the best out of any director, in my opinion, of all time. Um yeah, I don't know. It it just works for me when fucking Superman's theme comes on there, man. I would say the Wonder I was Woman fucking theme touched. was fucking awesome, right? Yeah, that. But I mean, again, mm-hmm. like that comes on a lot. She's awesome. This, this is probably the no, best that Wonder Woman you've seen. Like the bank, and she kind of comes it, on with the. Yeah, again, like you watch yeah. this and you watch eighty four, and I liked eighty four. It was fine. This Wonder Woman's badass. That one is that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like this is Wonder Woman fucking chop. Well. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the one that's, but yeah, th- this one hit me on a lot of emotional uh, levels, Eight. and uh, I'm excited. I was just happy that it exists. What's the runtime? Four and a half hours? I think it's four hours, yeah. exact. Um, and yeah, just watching this, I watched it again on the 4K and the big screen. And oh, so you've watched this twice this year, right? Eh? Twice this year, yeah. So you've seen uh, Justice League uh, a total of, what, three times? Yeah, I don't count yeah. the other one. Uh, okay, Again, they're yeah. so different. Like, it, it's literally like. Are they? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that film was like an hour and a half, and I think forty percent of that are reshoots. Uh, the the score is the score in that is awful. The score yeah. in this is fucking like Junkie XL man. He does good like fist pounding scores. He did Mad Pump Max Fury Road, and he did uh, Batman vs Superman with Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just that film. Every and everything the way he, they did stuff in that thing, like that has an awkward scene where fucking Flash lands on Wonder Woman's boobs because Joss Whedon's a fucking pervert. <laughs> you don't have any of that shit in this. Like they, that scene, it's just weird. They like they would reshoot scenes, and you'd be like, why? And then you see it, and it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And all the epic scenes in this movie, like the attack on. Um, uh, what is it that where the Amazons lived? What's the name of Wonderland? Wonderland? Oh, and like yeah. the, the stuff like where you're going back in the past and you see the Lord of the Rings style battle of all the yeah, that actually was kind of all badass. the different powers formed together. Like it's just weird that they would cut that. Like you spent all this money that those show it. Some of those scenes are the best scenes in the movie, and that theatrical cut cuts them out. I think this watching these two films is like would be a great film study of how you can take to the same film. And go a completely different way. Again, this movie didn't have... It wasn't able to completely finish all the CGI, I'm mm-hmm. sure, to their liking. I mean, they got a chunk of cash. But um, it, it's still... And it sacrifices had to be made. I mean, it was done during COVID. They weren't allowed to do any reshoots or anything. Mm-hmm. Like Zack Snyder probably would have did. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, to me, uh, I'd watch this again. I wasn't sure if it was going to be this or Dune. And uh, this, this one takes this film, it. Uh, yeah. Again, still not quite masterpieces like Batman vs Superman <laughs> or Man of Steel this is not going to be top 100 for me but uh, it was the, the, my favorite film of the year I I almost on an academic le- level would like to watch both the, and the, see yeah and see the differences w- and differences even though I'm I'm you know I, I can't imagine I'm going to like Yeah, you're not going to like... Well, the, you definitely won't like the theatrical version you probably won't like this uh, again it's like Zack Snyder for four hours but then also having cuts where you got to have like comedy, yeah, uh, lighten, which sounds like terrible. He had to. to me, he, yeah. They made him. They pretty much said you have to lighten this up, right? Like people were fucking didn't want to see be depressed like Batman vs Superman did. Yeah, uh, which I loved. But um, yeah. Uh, okay, so number That's yeah, what is it? Till we got uh, drive my car. Yep. Nobody, Nobody and Justice League is it t- kind of three. 
Yeah, that's put, a, the different what, what, Was there any that was on all three? Maybe I think Pig? just Pig. Pig. Was the only one. That was it. Oh, that was wow. it. Yeah. Well, well last night go. is Soho, kind of, because yeah, we had yeah, it on yeah, our yeah, horror yeah, 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 yeah. list. So, uh, anyways, yeah. We had that, much more overlap on the horror. Yeah, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, less choice, I guess. Uh, but yeah, anyways, these are our picks, guys. Uh, we'd love to hear if there's anything we missed, I'm sure. Oh, I, I guess we should do, was there any honorable mentions for anyone? Uh, yeah, like for me, I probably would have had, um, you know, Undina was a close honorable mention, and Nobody was a close honorable mm-hmm. mention. Annette, uh, French Dispatch, Green Knight, Summer Soul. Yeah, Green Knight, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, fr- uh, fr- uh, I think I had it at eighteen. Um, <laughs> am I totally like I like the Green Knight, but yeah, I, 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 uh, French Exit, No Sudden Move, uh, Passing, uh, Tragedy Mac- Macbeth was a oh was that uh, like yeah l- later down the list uh, and and the Lost Daughter. Uh, so I'm actually looking yeah. at your list of uh, um, most anticipated, and you do not have one in your top ten. Yeah, I, I think that might be a theme for me over the years. <laughs> like, I, I, I go with mm-hmm. directors that I'm, I'm interested in seeing, but I don't actually, whenever you're, you mention these things, I never re-reference that list usually. Yeah. I just don't, that's not something. Yeah. Uh, Maddie had two, and I had one, two, I had three. So oh, okay, I'd you win again, again, eh? But we were not, yeah, not too many yeah. for. I, guess, I think it didn't help that we both had Top Gun and, and Mission Impossible. Yeah, it didn't make it. You had Mission Impossible as well. So uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. That yeah, that that was, that was, uh, was a again a huge disappointment and... for me. Not that I had huge expectations, but I thought that was mm-hmm. not good. Thanks to uh, what's that director? Uh, oh, I'll tie Adam Wingard. Wingard. Yeah, fuck Adam Wingard. Uh, <laughs> he makes everything worse. Uh, I guess the big one for me is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I yeah. actually really enjoyed it. That one kind of had touched me too. But uh, when when I thought about it in the end, I remember like watching it, and like the coming of age is fine, but it like it does drag it a little bit. I think they could have added some more ghosts in there. Yeah. And the other big one for me is No Time to Die. Um, As Bond number, the finale to the Bond. Uh, again, both of those were on my list until recently, but I, I thought about it, and it's like. I, I had bigger like those movies. I'd liked. I don't know how excited I am to revisit them. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine, but there, there was nothing yeah, really special I, about either. I think now that I did, like, I went back and I watched the the first few again, and then I watched Spectre, which I hadn't seen in this. And I, it's, I, I, I doubt I'll do that for a long, a while. long time, if ever. Um, yeah. The only other one I wanted to mention is I don't think I don't even know if you guys saw uh, Alexander Aja's Oxygen. No, I didn't. I thought that would have been what your was it called? Uh, oxygen. Oxygen. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I thought you would have watched it because you're a big fan of him. I, I, I had yeah. to check it out because yeah, Melanie I, I Theory like uh, from uh, most known for Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's pretty much her. She wakes up in a in a I don't know, say a, some kind of Bunker? futuristic um, coffin almost. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a film. I thought it was horror. It's not. It's not horror. So I had to move oh. it off my horror when I watched it. I liked it. There, there's some interesting stuff in it, but it, it didn't uh, didn't it, tickle you. I, I'd be curious how you got, what you guys get out of it. It does go a lot. It's a lot different than what I expected. And I don't want to say anything because yeah. I think that's a film going completely blind. But it, I thought it was worth a watch. There's some interesting stuff in there. I think he does kind of well with mm-hmm. a person stuck in a and in a area like that's the whole movie. <laughs> and neither of you saw Memoria. Memoria. No, I've never even heard of that. Um, that's. Uh, I'm not even. I can never get his his name r- right. But he he also was the guy that did uh, Uncle Bomi, who can recall his past lives, uh, mm-hmm. and Tropical Malady. That was 
It starts Tilda Swinton. I wanted to see that a lot. Zola, did either of you get no. to see that? Pe- Wait, is that the Adam Sandler barbershop movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, P- Petite Maman was another one I didn't get to see. Come on, come on. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix, um, Mike Mills mm-hmm. picture. I, I tried to see that. West Side Story I didn't see. Yeah, West Side Story I wanted to see just because yes, yeah. it looks visually fucking amazing. I, I've heard mm-hmm. good things about it, but yeah, I'm not a musical guy, so it... it yeah, even like in the Heights, I'm not going to go check House out. House of Gucci, I guess, Ridley Scott's, I, I've heard yeah. it's like insane as like everyone just is delivering 11 yeah, performances. Yeah, that does so sound awesome. It's probably, I've heard it's not a great movie, but you're going to be entertained. Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn. Have you guys heard of that one? <laughs> no, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's supposed to be really, That's that's been on a lot of lists that I was paying attention to. Did I say Bergman Island? Oh, and here's another uh, honorable mention that came out right at the beginning of the year and I almost totally forgot. Barb and Star. Oh, yeah. I was going to check that out this week. Go to week. Vistil Damar. We, oh, we and, that's Kristen Wiig, right? Me and Becky started this. Yeah. And I, I got about 10 minutes in. And not necessarily that I was in... I was just tired. So I mm-hmm. turned off. Never got to finish it. Like, that was a week ago. But it's fucking weird. Like, I did maybe... Like, the, it the first strange, ten, right? The first 10 minutes, we're like, what the fuck? We're both yeah. like, what is this? What are we, what is we, what are we watching? I'm like, well, I've heard good things about it. I think like, it's the best pure comedy of okay. the year. For yeah, my, I, I'm going to finish it, but uh, yeah. It's, I, it, I can't <laughs> believe, like... You're thinking, oh, Chris. You gave this high, like, Frank, I like four. three and a half. Yeah. yeah. It would have been a seven point five for me. Like mm-hmm. occasionally, the only reason why it doesn't it, it, it doesn't commit to the tone enough hmm. for me. You want to go a because it's it just like it's saying, fuck you. They gave us a bunch of money, and we're gonna make this weird movie about middle-aged, you know, Midwestern white women on vacation. On vacation who are are adorable, but also not. And 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 what's Jamie Doran is in it, and he's hilarious, hilarious. In oh. I never knew he had it in him. Mm-hmm. And Belfast, I guess. Speaking of uh, Jamie Doran, uh, the Kenneth Branagh movie, oh, okay. uh, none of us saw as well, right? What about the Will Smith one? Got a lot of uh, the uh, King Richard yeah. or whatever. And then there's mm-hmm. Spencer, the other biopic, right? That, that's good. Uh, the only other one I wanted to bring up that I wanted to see. I'm just so curious, even though the sequels were not great, is the new Matrix. I've heard, I've heard, very, yeah. it's probably the most device. Like I've heard people like five Love stars, and I've heard it. people one or two stars. This is awful. So I don't know. Like the trailers didn't look. I don't. know. The trailers like it looked awful. And why you like why you doing this? Looks like you're trying to cash in because you are desperate to rebirth a franchise. But on the other half, there was some interesting visually and action set pieces that looked mm. like from the trailer. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious about it, but I didn't love the sequels. They, they had some interesting ideas in there. Yeah, but after they like the yeah, first, like who cares yeah. about like the other two? And like I think there's some. I th- I, I want to revisit. I've been wanting to revisit yeah. that trilogy for the longest time because I remember hating. I assume like the second one's like watchable. It, but, the third one's probably yeah. like garbage. But I, I'm curious. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things like I didn't want to watch it because I haven't seen the other mm-hmm. in so long and I didn't have time to. And you didn't have Don't Look Up as your number one film of the I year. I didn't, didn't like that. Yeah. Again, I know some people that really yeah. like that film too, so I don't know. Well, it's nominated for an Oscar, right? Yeah. Like It's trash. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I think it's like really like just tackling, parroting every fucking dumb issue in, yeah. in North America, but it just seemed so obvious and obvious, easy. Like yeah. it, it seemed like, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was saying anything that we didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's preaching to the choir. Like yeah. nobody that it's going to... It's not even like it's a liberal movie. Like, I think it's kind of ripping on liberals, too. So, I don't know. Kind of. Kind Like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, yeah. Anyways, guys, that's our uh, best of 2021. 
Uh, if you have any movies we should watch, check us out at moviecitymanics at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search our uh, like page and group page. Or we're on uh, Instagram at Movie City Maniacs. Uh, yeah, uh, Maddie's running out of here. He's had too many of these uh, St. Patty's Day pops. St. Patty's Day party I got to get to, guys. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and stay scared.